I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to Off The Beat and Track Podcast. I'm your host, I'm Stu Whiffin. It's another week, therefore it's another episode. Today's episode, I sit down with Grammy-nominated uh, producer, uh, singer, songwriter, as, as we find out, former DJ, and just really, really nice dude. Uh, my guest today is SX and... Yeah, I mean, my God, just when I was prepping for this, just looking at the the people that he's worked with, you know, Chance the Rapper, Childish Gambino, Future, Lil Wayne, Nicki Minaj, and and I mean, you obviously um, probably know him as well for um, being on Celebrity Gogglebox with KSI. Um, so what we get today is, is a real mixed bag of a chat. We get some really, really um, lovely natters about songs, but... We we get into it about mental health and it's and it's really insightful and it's 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 a wonderful chat and um, I think you guys are really going to enjoy this. Um, what I'll also say is if this is your first time listening, um, when you get to the end of this chat, go and explore the the back catalogue because um, there's over 320 episodes now. You can hear me talking to a really diverse um, array of people. Um, if you like producers. Uh, I've spoken to Fatboy Slim, uh, Butch Vig, um, and yeah, if you like your your bands, you can hear me talking to uh, Foo Fighters, Motley Crue, uh, Suede, Idols, uh, Sleaford Mods, and if you like your actors and comedians, you can hear me talking to Maxine Peake, Joe Hartley, um, James Acaster, Ed Gamble, Oh, there's loads. The, the best thing to do is just go and explore the, the, the back catalogue because there's hundreds and hundreds of episodes and uh, and they're all really, really good chats, as is today's. And uh, it's, it's just really nice to to be able to kind of speak to someone that's so open and honest about, you know, making your happiness paramount. And and it's, yeah, it was a real, a real beautiful chat. So um, I'm not going to keep waffling. Um, I'm going to get this episode rolling. So, um yeah, please enjoy Off The Beat and Track Podcast with SX. Right, I've got to take a quick break in this podcast because I've got some super exciting news. Off The Beat and Track Podcast is proud to go into partnership with the Cacao Bar from Hotel Chocolat. That's right. The Cacao Bar is not a chocolate bar. It's all the best bits of a chocolate bar put into a really exciting new alcoholic range. That's right. Gin, vodka and a beautiful range of cream liqueurs so one of the big bonuses of this partnership is obviously i'm super thrilled to have hotel chocolat working with us but they sent me a great big box of this stuff and i'm telling you it's amazing go and check it out www.hotelchocolat.com or over on the socials at hotel chocolat but yeah 
in the coming months, there's going to be opportunities for you to get involved with competitions with us, to win bottles of stuff. There's loads of exciting things coming soon, and I can't be more happy to say that this podcast is in partnership with the Cacao Bar from Hotel Chocolat. All right, let's get back to the podcast. It's Off The Beat and Track Podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. Keep me stew with him. Okay, we are recording. How are you doing? I'm really well, man. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. We should point out that we're recording this um, on the 9th of August, you know, a few weeks yeah, after yeah, yeah. the UK's kind of come out of a, a very strange sort of 16 months of change. Mm-hmm. And with that in mind, I just, before we get onto your playlist, I just want to know how you found the last 16 months, both personally and creatively? Honestly, you see, creatively, it's been amazing because we've had every day to do something new, you know what I mean? Um, So creatively, I've been able to make music pretty much every day whenever I want at home, Um, especially during the the start of the lockdown last year. But um, in terms of personally, it's been one of the best but worst years for me because I've flourished with, you know, working so closely with KSI producing on his album and writing and being a big part of that, which is amazing. So as a producer and a writer, I've had a great year, but um, as an artist and my own things, you know, it's been pretty, are we allowed to swear on here? Yeah, of course. (laughs) It's been shit, man, because I found myself like being in a situation where I signed my first record deal ever at the top of, well, April last year. Um, And honestly, man, that was a situation for me where I've never, it was a transition because I went from being a full independent artist, you know, working at my mom's house (laughs) to being signed to this record label and the whole dynamic of how you release music, how you strategize, it's all changed. So it just kind of put me in a space, oh, wow, this is new, on top of being in a pandemic where we can't do shows, can't release music, no one knew what was happening. So it went pretty shit, man. Um, And that kind of just continued for about a year almost, and I'm now with a new label. So finally, with the whole UK being off lockdown type thing, now my mixtape's coming out finally. So I've got, I feel like although this year has been pretty shit but great at the same time, yeah. It's about to change for me, you know, and that's why I've called the project the repeat what I'm going miss because it's a reflection, a recap of that time man, and just the whole leave it over there type thing, you know. Yeah. So are you finding that it, it, it's just a game of getting the balance right between your production work and, and, and being an artist in your own right? I'm finding that that's what life is about in general right now is just balance and just being able to be in a place where you are in control of your happiness um your everyday moves you know what i mean just everything that's what my whole kind of ethos is right now is just balance man from diet to maybe not making music every day and having time out to just chill and be like you know what nah <laughs> me time today it's um, strange though isn't it it's it's like i run nightclubs and uh and and, and stuff and and so my my work stopped instantly uh, yeah. and and so I've kind of gone back into to, to other bits and pieces that I do. Whereas what I found was really strange was I'd stop for like 30 minutes to grab like a sandwich 
And then yeah. the minute I'd finished, I'd like be like, right, get back to work. And it's like, why? Why am I fucking no. rushing back to work? It's like, if I want to take a couple of hours out and I and I turn the TV on while I had lunch, then the minute I'd finish my food, I'd turn the TV off. And it's like, man, watch TV for a couple of hours. It's like, why not use this time to reset? Do you know what I mean? I feel like as men, bro, like we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to just be like, nah, gotta do this, gotta do this, gotta do this. I can't be like uh, stationary, mate. Yeah. Well, for me, my experience is that's how I've always felt. It's like being in my own company most of the time, growing up as a child on my own. Like it's always been my day is run by me, obviously. The same for everyone, but I just mean it like as men, man, we, we put pressure on ourselves to think that we can't take time out, maybe, or like, you know, you have to hold things in or just keep going as well. Like, not to take what you said on a deeper level, but just as an elaboration from that, I feel like balance, man. Yeah. <laughs> is the key. Take some time out to just be like, nah, not today. Yeah. It doesn't even matter, like, because personal happiness is the number one key, man, in life. And, and it shows for your actions if you're unhappy or unsettled, you know? Well, let's start the playlist. And for track one, I always ask guests to tell me the song they regard mm-hmm. as having the greatest ever intro, please. Mm-hmm. So I don't have a specific song. Okay. <laughs> this is because mostly I'm a big overthinker. So if I've got a classic piece in my head that I'm thinking of, I can't just pull it out and be like, that's the one. But something that's recently always been sticking with me is the Pharrell Williams intro where it's just mostly just the looped hip hop beat throughout, but there's something epic the way he just makes it go. Mm, 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 mm. I, I don't know. It just blows my mind every time. And that's like his signature thing. So I just, it's just epic, man. I used it in one of my recent songs on the mixtape called too late in the night. And just, it just sets the tone. And so just the intro, just, it, it's kind of like disrespectful, but also a big flex to just be like, look, I'm just going to make you hear the first sound four times before, <laughs> you know, um, before the song drops. So that's my favourite style of intro right now. Well, you, you, you mentioned something uh, a moment ago about like um, coming back out of the pandemic and how the industry's changed and, and how you'll find it different as an artist now. Um, as, a, as a sort of producer and a songwriter... It's certainly, in, in I'm, I'm a lot older than you, but I've seen the way that people listen to music and, and where they get their music from has, has changed dramatically in the last sort of 15 years. Uh, you know, we've seen the evolution of streaming and now we're seeing, you know, software like TikTok and stuff like that being key in, yeah. in the exposure of music. Um, with that in mind, these changes in technology, does that ever affect you when you sit down and you're writing or do you are you very sort of primal in you write what you write you create it as an artist it's a piece of work or are them outside influences that I'm sure uh, you know correct me if I'm wrong the record label might be going we need a single we need this and you know do these things filter through and and so mainly I want to get onto the the side of you know does the, the the technology and the way that people listen to music and then very fast evolving attention spans seem to be shortening. Are these all considerations when you're right? That's a sick question, man. Really good question. I feel like in honesty, it's a mixture of both, man, because that's where the true artistry comes from with the no pressure of playlists or numbers, just being able to go in the studio and make what you want to make. Yeah. You know, kind of like where we all started music probably is to just create and, have fun with it and obviously like you said 
with the labels and strategies and wanting to have the single and knowing what song might pop on TikTok or what might um, be, I don't know, you know, it's all, it's all, music's just like fashion, isn't it, man? It just changes constantly and it's just like, who's going to hop on the next bandwagon? But I feel like there's certain artists that hold their own and just have their own type of thing. And I feel like that's the kind of artist I am, or at least I'd like to think because I produce all my music myself and I don't have anyone to tell me no <laughs> in terms of, you know, singles. But the label or whoever will still be like, look, let's go with this. It's, it's definitely um, the streaming world. To answer your question, I'm babbling on my bad. To answer your question, I feel like the attention span of people is so small now, which is like, it means that you just constantly need to be dropping music, basically, because you could drop a song and wait four to six, eight weeks to drop your next one. But then it's like, the fans have heard it in a day and now they've heard it on repeat. And then XYZ artists are dropping a song this week, next week, every day. And maybe they're not signed to a label so they can put music out whenever they want. Yeah. Meaning that they might not be getting millions of streams, but if they're putting 10 songs out a month and they're all getting 100,000 streams, then it, it, it's a game of either or, man. It's, yeah. it's a really unscripted. There is no rule or any trick, is there, or any kind of way to adapt to this new time I feel like it's just like put music out if it sticks on TikTok and blows up then you've won <laughs> yeah. you know because um, that's what will make your song have longevity in the charts I guess but do you think there's a balance between you know you said that that, that you know the fashions of music change so quickly do you think mm. there's there is a fundamental difference between fashion and style and and I always kind of like use the, the kind of example of like a pair of Levi 501s, right? They're just a stylish cut of jean, right? you got skinny yeah, yeah. jeans, you got boot cuts, you got flares. They're all going to fucking come and go. But yeah, that yeah, yeah. Levi 501 will continue. Do you know what I mean? And, and that's what you just, you just said it, like the style and this fashion. So fashion is when it's changing and people are going to be, oh, bandwagon this, that's cool. But style is like, yo, this is me. This yeah. is my artistry. However, I put it out musically, fashionally, or, you know, that's what it is, man. Some people change their personalities based on what's going on at the time. Like, you know, um, it's weird, man. But people ultimately, you, you know, you, the, the people that are buying it and your consumers, they're going to see through that sooner or later. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. you, 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 you can't continue to fake that, can you? Only ever real stuff's going to last, you know? And that's what, yeah, like we all love a little bandwagon here and there. That's what keeps us <laughs> excited about stuff, yeah. but... But that's why there's legends and there's just cool, like, good people, you know. And it's just about being true to yourself, man. Do what you want to do. Live your life with your own uh, pen. Write it yourself, you know what I mean? Whatever you want to do is do it. That's been my whole kind of thing, man. That's where I'm at right now. And I'm 29 years old, so I'm still young. But I'm also, I've just turned 29, like, last week. So, um I'm, I feel like I'm learning a lot about... I'm maturing, man. Yeah. I feel like I'm maturing like by the day. <laughs> Listen up. I've only got another new sponsor. Egg Fried. It's this super cool clothing label. And if you're into sort of skating and street art and gigging and, and kind of like really cool art and throwing a little bit of Asian culture and, and the designer's kind of weird sense of humour in the mix, then you're pretty much there with the wonderful world that is eggfried.com. Now, 
they do these amazing punchy kind of graphic tees, hoodies and sweatshirts, beautiful art prints, as well as this, they have a denim range, all handmade in-house, all support in the slow fashion movement. Not only that, they've given you a discount code, 10% off when you head over to eggfried.com. Just use the code EGGSALAD, E-W-G-S-A-L-A-D, save 10%. Go and get lost in the world of egg fried. Also, they've got a new kids range, and it's called Small Fried, and it's super cool, super cute. Um, and again, it's all over there in this wonderful world. Go and get involved at eggfried.com. Well, before you mature too much, I'm going to take you back. Uh, and for track two, uh, I'm going to ask you to tell me the first song you remember hearing that had an emotional impact on you, please. So, um, I think it was an Eminem song um, called The Way I Am. And I think it wasn't really an emotional in terms of sad feeling. It was more just like the first time I'd listened to a song, a rap song especially, and maybe I was like eight, nine. I remember listening to the lyrics and him speaking about how he feels like he's fucked up or he's been through this and that and he's saying look it's just the way I am it was the first time that I was like oh wow this is like um like a diary almost it's personal it's not a song you know that was definitely the first time that because I remember I used to listen to it all the time and that album I think it was the Marshall Mathers LP was yeah yeah I just remember I had that on CD and I definitely shouldn't have had it at that age, but yeah. I had it. <laughs> and and that was it, man. Definitely that song for me. But yeah. the fact that you shouldn't have had it at that age, that's only going to add to the excitement and curiosity of like what it's all exactly. about, right? Oh, honestly, like I have an eight-year-old daughter now and a five-year-old daughter, but she's like, my oldest is so on the ball and because they have YouTube and all this stuff, I'm just like, man, I know you know some stuff and you ain't telling me about <laughs> you know? But um, it's one of them, man. Who, who knows? That's what makes you who you are. You're supposed to be a kid and kind of find out things that maybe you shouldn't and yeah. discover yourself because before you know it, you'll be a teenager and then before you know it, you're in the world. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So, so those formative years, uh, whereabouts was that? Where, where did you grow up? Uh, Wolverhampton. Okay. Yeah, I'm here right now. That's, I still live here, born and raised. And so was you raised in a, a musical house? Not a musical house in terms of people playing instruments, but I was raised in a musical house where my mum would play, like, dance music all the time and kind of old songs like Mamas and Papas and Abba and all the classic, all the classics, you know? Um, and then my brother... He was a DJ, so he'd kind of play, like, funky kind of house songs and also, like, Wu-Tang and all the other kinds of hip-hop that I wasn't... It wasn't, like, commercial, you know, if you want to... I mean, Wu-Tang is commercial, but you know what I mean. It's like... Yeah. At that age, I was, like, I was listening to stuff and not knowing what I was hearing, but just... I had a blend of, like, house and hip-hop, and it was cool growing up. And then um, I started playing the drums, man. And that's where I kind of... Going to music, music. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Officially. Would you say, like, as, a, as a songwriter, I mean, you mentioned... <laughs> Mamas and Papas and Abba and things like that, which, yeah. you, you know, for, for me, arguably some of the, the greatest songwriters ever in those bands. Yeah. Um, aside from what Wu-Tang were doing and the music he was being exposed to that, you know, that was house music and, and, and whatever, you know, and, and Eminem and things like that, to, to come out however many years later, uh, uh, you know, somebody that is now writing songs, do you think the, the kind of the traditional singer-songwriter stylings of the Mamas and the Papas and Abba and things like that are filtered into your mindset amongst the other stuff? It's a part of your code, man. Like, because the only way that I understand certain rhythms or cadences or is from that time, you know, like listening to Michael Jackson, that's how I find out what falsetto was, like singing in a, you know, like I never knew that that was even a thing. Yeah. I didn't even know I could, you know? So... Definitely, it's carried through me. Like that's I still listen to that music. They like Fleetwood Mac. Their album's always on repeat in my car and always has been. Um, so yeah, it just it's a part of your DNA almost. Yeah. Like you grow up listening to that. It's it's a part of your <laughs> you. You know. For track three, I'm going to ask you to tell me the song that reminds you of your time at school, please. Um. <laughs> With this one, it's, um, it goes back to what I was just saying about learning to play the drums, man. Um, this is one of the first songs I learned to play, and it's uh, The Darkness, I believe, in a thing called Love. It's a chill, man. Rock. Yeah, 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 I got really into rock music like early on in, in like year seven in school and year eight. Um, because of drumming, it was really only the music that you can find drums on easily anyway. So, and to learn to play to songs, that was what I was doing, so... I couldn't tell you most of the songs that I was listening to now because I don't listen to rock. But back yeah. then, man, I, I went for a period where I was just skating and playing drums, and I loved 
like Blink 182 and stuff and just it was cool but yeah The Darkness man I don't know what happened to them or the dude what's the guy's name? Justin Hawkins <laughs> yeah him <laughs> where I don't know what he's doing but he uh, uh, he went right <laughs> off the rails and I think he's pulled it back now and the, the Darkness are back out again playing oh really? yeah <laughs> I'm have to get lab going with them man <laughs> so, yeah, that would be I'm really intrigued, though, that, you you know, when you said you bought drums, I presumed that you'd have your headphones on and you'd be drumming breaks to, like, you know, Eminem and, and stuff like that. I love the fact that you've gone, no, 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 I'm going to pull this in here and I'm going to learn, you know. Yeah, I, I think, like, that kind of mental ethos I've always applied is, like, I'm just going to do it the way it's meant to be done. Yeah. Rather than just trying to do breaks on a hip-hop song or try and learn that. Like, I'm like, nah, let me go back to the roots and see where it's from same with like grime um although i'm not a part of that culture now i was heavily a part of that 10 years ago in the beginning of you know my career with woo rhythm and i think that's just a big thing is being able to have the knowledge of rock music and drums and i used to play violin and two as a kid just all these little bits and adapting it into one thing is it's cool man it's a cool blend to have because i understand sound that's like my number one yeah. thing yeah, uh, was school? Did you enjoy it? Mm-mm. I hated school. I think I had, as a kid, man, I had a lot of like long, lonely, maybe like disattachment issues from family. This is something I found out in my adult life through therapy and stuff. So I think that affected me in school, man. It was like, I used to be able to see my house from the school playground. And on the lunchtime, I'd see my mom like leaving for work and driving. And I used to hate it. I'd be like, I just want to be at home. And this was from a kid, kid. So I've never really felt like school was for me, man. And then obviously in high school, although I was going to school and doing what I was doing in, in year 11, I'd given up, man. I just was like, fuck this. Like, I just, I'm not happy with it. And I was never allowed to go in lessons. I was always in isolation. And they put me in the music room on my lunch breaks, which because it was the only thing I was passionate about. I'd never go to school in year 11 and some of year 10. <laughs> um, my mom would go to work before me, so I'd just be like, yeah, I'm not getting up. I'm just chilling and making beats. And that was what I'd do. But one of those beats that I made, man, I can't remember the day I made it or whatever, because it came back out three years later was that track we rhythm and i was 15 years old when i made it really it's almost like the blessing of like me not caring about school and doing that thing like subconsciously made that song and then it i forgot about it i made that beat in my sats in year 10 or one of the things i remember making it and then it just come out years later and blew up and changed the grime scene forever but how crazy is it that i hated school never used to go to school literally made that beat there and then it set my life up for life, pretty much, yeah. in terms of opening doors for me to put in more work, obviously. But, yeah, man. So was Crazy. there any ever any other kind of career that you considered or was, you know, throughout the whole of it, it was like, um, I enjoy creating stuff, I'm, I'm going to be a musician? It was that. From the age of, like, 15, I was putting out, like, mixtapes and beat instrumental CDs, and I'd burn them on my mum's computer. It would take forever to burn just one. <laughs> <laughs> and print off the, the, the artwork, too. But, like, I'd go around the city of Wolverhampton and sell them for two pounds, man. And I remember I, I came back one day with 40 pounds, and my mum was just like, what? You know? So I've always known from that age that music was it for me. I knew I was going to make it, even though I haven't made it the point of global global success 
in my eyes, man, I've done more than enough because being from Wolverhampton, first of all, to get to where I'm... And the life that I've lived, man, is mad. Like, my close friends know it's been a wild time, but to be where I'm at and just to say I've done the things I've done in my career, I'm content, man. So anything at this point is just, like, a blessing, you know, an extra blessing. If you're a confident kid? Uh, nah. And still don't think I'm the most confident person, but I feel like I'm more reassured in who I am as a person, which is more just, like, this is me. But in terms of confidence, I don't think I have. I've never really had the most confidence, you know. Or I wouldn't say I've not 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 had confidence, but I'll just say I haven't been. I'm not that guy that's like, yeah, look at me, you know. Sure. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm in the corner. You're confident in your abilities, though, right? One hundred percent, man. Like that's the only thing that I feel like I have is my abilities for making music or what yeah. I can do to. Yeah. You know, maybe make changes in other people's lives based on experiences I've had. And that's one thing I love doing is helping others, man. So, yeah. Tell me the first song you bought from a record store. <laughs> it was a Lethal Bizzle vinyl. <laughs> it was a Lethal B vinyl. And I think, I can't remember what song it was, man. It was the song After Power. So it was like 2004 or five. But I remember I was, I don't even think it was that time it might have been before then either way I remember I went to town there was a shop called Ruby Red Records yeah. and it was like a classic shop in Wolverhampton they sold all types of rare garage vinyl to you know it was like, the, it was like anyone from Wolverhampton knows Ruby Red Records or maybe even outside of Wolverhampton but um, yeah I used to go there man and then at that time I was a, a DJ <laughs> I was DJ SX um, and I used to have belt drive vinyl Newmark decks man and I was out here trying just trying um, to do something cool. So it's a record shop. Like, I mean, I, I, we've had them in my hometown and I, I, I'm, I'm imagining they're the same thing. They're kind of like the epicenter for all the DJs are there, the club promoters are in there, you know, all That's the producers it. are in there and it's just a little hub and it's a great place to, to, to connect. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And at the time, like, it's crazy to say that I was – Right at the end of that era, I'd say, where vinyls was actually a thing where it was like, you know, you could buy vinyls and yeah. play them. But to be a part of that time and just the last, like, few years of it, so sick because I got to see it just like normal, you know? Yeah. Obviously, I haven't had that whole 20 years prior doing it, but, like, I got to do it, man. So it was like to be able to understand that concept and culture is, is great, man. Yeah, you, you you mentioned going out and, and flogging your CDs for two quid and and hustling forty quid and and uh, and, and then DJing, you know, at, at a young age. Aside from the confidence, yeah. you've continued to carve out a successful career in a really really fucking difficult industry. I take it you're very driven. Um, I am, man. I'm very driven. I've got just like, when I know I'm going to do something, it's going to happen. There's nothing no one can do or say to stop it from happening. It's it's happening and it will happen in one of the biggest ways too, because that's the level of like, I'm not even looking to do it mediocre or trying to do it in a way that's not, you know, official, man. That's always just been my way. If I'm going to do something, just do it the way. <laughs> Otherwise, don't. Um, 
which is why I feel like I don't do many things, but every time I do, it's, it's something. Like, so that's what drives me is to just do it in the best way that I can do it possible and master my craft and just, because that's what it is. Once you know you've mastered your craft and you're mastering it every day, it's, it's, it's only ever going to be a top level product that you're putting out because you, you've mastered your craft. You know what I mean? So that, that's, I'm definitely driven. Man. And I think what you just said there also means that in years to come, you'll never have any shoulda, coulda, wouldas. It's like, I done the best I could. I didn't yeah. spread myself too thin. I wanted to do that. I sat to do it, and I'd done it to the best of my ability. And I think, like, there was a period where I was trying to do everything and anything. That was when I was first starting out getting in the industry, and things were happening, like, big things, but, like, I was just taking anything I could do, and that's not cool, man, because you'll end up getting in this situation where you don't know who you are as a creative at this time you know and i feel like i was putting myself out as a producer people don't realize but you put yourself out for the artists so much because you're not just giving them a beat and they're doing their thing you're really spending time vocal producing them changing up their lyrics producing a song is more than just making a beat and you know it's sitting down in the studio of an artist and the most awkward thing for me is telling an artist who's a big charting artist how to sing a certain cadence or a certain like who am I to tell you but it's like that's you need to do it this way because it's the way to do it yeah you know and that, um, I think that comes to having not not much confidence but believing in my uh, ability you know so like yeah, yeah yeah so for someone that was DJing and was was around that scene for track five, I, I like to ask guests about the song that soundtrack their years clubbing. Yeah. I, I take it you was the other side of the decks. Yeah, literally, man. Like, with the grime scene, it, it, as a producer, if you get a song that pops up in there, you will get bookings in clubs. I was DJing at festivals in Croatia, like Outlook Festival. So, yeah, man, the, the song that was in the clubs for me was my own thing because every set I'd be playing we rhythm, and that was pretty much... I'm not really a clubbing person. I don't really go out and, and do that. It's not really my thing. But um, What don't you like about it? Um, it's not to say I don't like it, actually. It's just to say that it's like, I feel like it's... Well, maybe the first thing for me was as a kid was alcohol because that was around my childhood and it was something that I looked at negatively. So my own personal view on that as from childhood to early teens was like, nah, that's not for me because it's associated with that. Um, So that's what pushed me out. And I'd say now more in my older life, I'm definitely more on going out for a drink, but now I've realized that we've gained more fame as well. That's harder because you can't just go out and sit down and just be like, yeah, I'm here to have a good time. It's like, people are like coming up to you. Like, why are you here? (laughs) <laughs> you know like, and same reason as you just want to have a good yeah, time <laughs> but no no to say that is not to say I don't um, I've definitely changed my views on that growing up but as a kid it was never my thing so I feel like I was never going out to go out it was more of like a I'm here to get paid and I'm out type thing you, but now yeah so I, I kind of like because like, again from a very young age I was always promoting and DJing and, and never experienced clubbing as such and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I often think like I wonder if that's just like maybe because I was doing that 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. From such an age, I kind of, sort of spoil their magic years, like, of, like when you see people go clubbing for the first time and they're absolutely loving it. I'd already yeah. seen Behind the Curtain and it was like, ah, oh, right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I feel you. I hear that. I relate to that, man. I feel like I was there for work. And then at that point, it's like, now I know what it's like when you're working. I kind of just don't even, I'd rather just chop a drink at home or just chill or yeah. just. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy, man. You, I, I never went out in my teens. Yeah, I never was like that guy that went and went out. So maybe I'm gonna have a midlife crisis and do it all. <laughs> you know what I mean? We'll, we'll see what happens then. Man. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, I'm interested to know uh, what what's gonna happen for track six because you sent some songs over and I didn't get an answer for this one, which was a favorite song from an artist from your home county. Is wolves? Is wolves like that lean? Do you know what it is? It's like. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> there is definitely um, very much talented artists from here. Like, that's one thing why I wanted to touch on it more so with, like, an elaborative answer is, like, there's so many talented people from the city that don't get a look in at their um, artistry because it's not London, perhaps, or it's not like it's a, a hub where everyone else is there. You, you know, like, the only thing popping off in Wolverhampton really is the football team and... Uh, well, that's it. There's no one else here. You know, there's a few people that do their thing here, but in different industries, but there's not really like a whole, it's not a big city. So there's not many big artists from here man, to be able to say, I have a favorite song from someone here. And if I do, I'll probably pick my own and I don't want to do it. So, <laughs> um, but do you- but nah, there's a few artists I wanted to shout out real quick. Um, 
from a legendary artist from Wolverhampton is CEO. He was an MC that someone I looked up to growing up. Um, there's artists like Sophie Lou, who is an R&B type artist. She's um, she's on the come up too. Uh, there's artists like Tolja. That's his name. It's T-O-L-D-Y-A-A. He's like an R&B artist too. Um, so there's a lot of talent. There's other artists too, but I just don't want to, you know, I could be here all day. Sure. But um, I just want people to know, man, there's a lot of talent in Wolverhampton. So check it, check, check for it, man. Because there's people here that are probably more talented than most people you hear elsewhere, but they just don't get the look in. And um, yeah. The reason I set this podcast up was initially I was going to do it on locations. Like, and the first season, like, I'm from Essex, and the first season was going to be based in Essex. And, and yeah. this come about because I've got a business with a, 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 a spoken word artist and a podcast called Scroobius Pip. And, oh, yeah. and, I was, and I was talking to him like, about music, and, was, and, and the conversation was like, because he lives just around the corner of me, and the amount of times people have been like, oh, what, you don't live in London? And he's like, no. Yeah. But, but you've got like, records out now. What, what, how come you don't live in London? He's like, well... I don't want to. I like, I like where I live. Yeah, yeah. And, like, and so that was what made me think about setting this podcast up was that kind of expectation that to, to be, you know, to, to really exceed and, and, and find success in the arts, you've got to be, you've got to move to London or you've got to move to Manchester. You can't do yeah. it in these other kind of like little pockets of, of the country. And I think that the fact that you, you know, You've had the success you've had, and you're sitting there right now in Wolverhampton going, no, I've done it on my terms. That's what. <laughs> that's why I set this podcast up. I love shit like that. <laughs> no, exactly, man. And I think, like, not being from London is the whole reason why I'm, like, not in London, because I just want to embrace the fact that I am from Wolverhampton. I'm an ambassador for the club, for the team, you know? Like, I, I, I wear it on my sleeve. I really do with, with the city. So it's probably a little bit of stubbornness, I probably should have moved to London. I probably have a lot more going on, but um, you don't need to be from, especially in today's uh, time with TikTok and things, man. Like the internet is all you need. The internet is the world now. That is, you know, we're on the Zoom call right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's like the internet, man. That is uh, the new world, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I reckon it's going to catch on. I really do, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, people need to get onto it. Man. <laughs> um, right, last track, and this is—I'm um, going to um, take you back to your DJ roots, and this is when you can—you uh, can be a tastemaker and turn someone on to something new. And so, for uh, the final track, I'm going to ask you to tell me a song that you think many people may not know that you would like them to hear, please. For this one, I've chose um, a song that's very personal to me. And the song that I'm proud of, it's off my new mixtape, actually. A repeat wouldn't go amiss. Out August 13th, or now if you're listening late, just a quick plug there, you know. <laughs> but um, no, nah, it's called Loopholes, man, and um, it's a song that I'm proud of. It's a song that I personally went, fell out of love with for like a whole year. Um, the song's about two years old now, but obviously it's new to the listeners. So that's the song that I want people to listen to. And take away from that, I want you to take away that, you know, this whole project is a piece of a time where I was in a relationship and just a mental state that just wasn't where I want to be at, you know? It's not the most ideal situation. That's why it's called a repeat when I'm going to miss. And Loopholes is a song that kind of just 
um, reflect on that whole uh, message. I'd say a couple of questions uh, to ask you if you're you know if you're having a, a day where you feel low. Um, yeah. Do you try and find a positive in that and, and, and try and create something and, and use them emotions, you know, uh, you know, for your art? A lot of the time, yeah. But sometimes, no. I think sometimes I might not even realise I'm having a shit time or I'm, because I'm so busy as well. So it's like it's hard. It's not like you can just wake up and be like, oh, yeah, having a shit day today. I'm just going to, you know, some days, man, I wake up and I'm feeling good. And then I have bipolar disorder, so it, it could just be one instance, like the smallest thing that just changes my whole bullshit stuff to the door. <laughs> um, that changes my my whole outlook on everything, <laughs> you know. Um, so that's a pretty something that I struggle with and deal with, you know, uh, weekly. So it's something. I don't always go to making music anymore because I found that I don't just want to keep making these kind of like records that are so personal to me and so somewhat sad, somewhat emotional. I want to get into making um, songs that are more happier, you know, remind me of a better time because of me making songs so long about negative times. Um, But on bad days, man, I just, I just, do what I want to do. That's yeah. why it goes back to what you said at the beginning. I just do, I might just be like, you know what? I'm sorry, man. I'll cancel everything today. I'm, I'm sorry. Like, and I know it's shit, and, but I can't. <laughs> How am I supposed to turn up when I'm like this? You know, it's, yeah. and it's just hard. So there's certain instances where I found him within my career, some things were going to happen, but I felt like, you know, I don't want to take it that deep, but I felt like shit that day. So I've not gone with it and I've lost out on certain opportunities and relationships, working relationships because of that, because of wasting people's time, money as well. Um, but you know what? Like, at least I'm okay. And it's, it's not selfish to prioritize your own thing, man, because it, it's more harmful for me. And it's something that I've bottled up for over the last 10 years, just being like, nah, it's okay. And like, nah, it's not. You know, um, so on days when I'm bad, man, I'm I'm, I'm just doing what I want to do. I'm, I'm rightly so, and, and I think we're, we're living in a, a world that's evolving rapidly to understand this more. Do you know what I mean? I think we're, we're living in a more forgiving and understanding world now, certainly when it comes to, to mental health and, and importantly, mal, uh, mal-mental health as well. I think that's something that there's been a hell of a lot of work been put into you know over the last few years to kind of raise awareness to that and but you know it's not selfish it's paramount you know your your happiness and I think as you said earlier like if you're not happy the work that you produce ain't gonna be good do you know what I mean the thing is like the music is still good it's just it sounds like I'm trying to just be fucking (laughs) uh yeah it's like my mom calls it death music so uh I mean that's pretty low isn't it yeah 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 (laughs) say it say no more so I'll leave it there with that one but um yeah you know I just feel like I wanted to get um I don't want to make music that's emotional anymore I want to make music that makes people feel like oh shit you know, it's a writing process, man. I've stopped writing so hands-on about a certain situation or directly what happened, and I'm starting to write it more cleverly now and be like suggestive wording rather than this is directly what happened. Because then the listener can listen to a song too 
and feel the deepness of it, the depth of it, but not necessarily directly to what I'm, the scenario I'm talking about. It's more what they could reflect or take from it. And that's what I'm really trying to do, man, is, is focus on that. Yeah. Well, we put together a Spotify playlist to accompany this podcast so people can go and listen to all of the tracks that you've chosen. Uh, and so as we find ourselves in a, in, a, in a country where there's no restrictions anymore and, and clubs are open and, and, and gigs are happening and festivals are happening, um, for the remainder of, of 2021, um, what are you looking forward to personally and, and what else is happening professionally? Oh, man, touring because that's the only thing that makes you feel like an artist, a performer, you know, like is performing. So my first show is actually a Redden Leeds Festival, so nice. I'm pretty excited to go in, yeah, go in at the deep end, man. Um, so I'm excited, man. This The rest of this year, I just want to tour, do shows, promote my music as much as I can directly to the fans, man. Like, that's what they're ready for as well. You can't release music and not go and tour it or see, touch the people. Like, you can't. It's weird. Yeah. You know? So I'm excited for um, normality again, to be honest with you. Whatever that means. I don't know if things are normal anymore, but um, just not feeling guilty for living life how we have for the whole of our lives. Almost, I feel like. um, That's what I'm looking forward to, man. Yeah. And personally, just working on being a better person every day and was more understanding and, you know, um, just trying to be a better person for myself as well. Yeah. Mate, it's been an absolute delight talking records with you, man. <laughs> thank uh, you, man. Likewise. Uh, thank you so much, mate. Thank you, man. It's been a good conversation, hasn't it? <laughs> I've enjoyed it. There you go. Loved it. Like, what a, what a kind soul. Like, love the fact that you know, he's, he's stuck to his roots and he stayed in Wolverhampton. Uh, love how open and honest he was about working on yourself, taking time for yourself. And yeah, really interesting hearing somebody that is, you know, making super current music in one of the most competitive genres, you know, finding out how he approaches songwriting and intros and, and hooking people quickly with them, them, them songs. It was a, yeah, absolutely loved that. And and if you've got a fraction of the joy from listening to that as I did from having it, then we've all had a great time. Um, thanks ever so much again to SX for that. Thanks to Daisy um, for uh, facilitating that chat. Um, big thanks to my producer, 76, uh, and to Scribius Pip and everybody at the Distraction Pieces Network. Um, like I say, if you want to go and explore the back catalogue, please do that. Um, there's also a Patreon where I put up radio shows and video episodes and all sorts of stuff over there. And you can find out about everything that I've just mentioned at www.offthebeatandtrackpodcast.com. I'm back next time. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. It's Off The Beat and Track Podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. With me, Stu Whipping. Eat